0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Welcome friends to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to be a huge help today, all you got to do is hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. But that said, our first story of the day is by Amy, don't underestimate history fanboys. This one's honestly more funny than anything, but I pity the professor that had to mark this guy's midterm. So I had a history class last year where, for the midterm, my professor wanted us to write a mini essay on a question she would give us. She said make it at least 1,000 to 1,500 words. Now, there was this guy in the class who thought he was already an expert on the subject, you know the type. He's the guy that would, well, actually, the professor, when she would start to explain something, and went as far as to say she was wrong about a topic she had a PhD in and had been teaching for 30 plus years, eventually she stopped his rants and wouldn't let him start debates and arguments in class because they were taking up time. So when we got this midterm, someone asked if there was a maximum word limit and she said no you can see where this is going this guy decided for his midterm he'd just include every fragment of information he hadn't gotten the chance to say in class all for this one question when we got our midterms back She made a joke that some of us gave really detailed answers. She even told us that someone wrote way more than expected. The word count? 10,000 words. I'm doing a master's dissertation this year, and my minimum is 12,000 words. So this guy, for a midterm in an undergraduate lecture that was meant to be a 1,000 words, wrote an almost master's thesis length answer to one question, Because he was peeved, the professor wouldn't let him rant in lectures anymore. Needless to say, our next project had a maximum word limit. Here's a fun frame of reference for anybody that wonders just how long 10,000 words is. If you take OP's entire story here, this guy's 10,000 word malicious compliance is 34.5 times longer. If I were to read through this guy's story, we would be sitting here for over an hour. That said, if you were in class and you had a classmate who liked to well actually or create mini debates about whatever subject and just waste a long period of time in that class, would you appreciate running out the time like that or would you hate it because you just want to try to get through everything you can with the teacher? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by an anonymous poster. Don't wanna pay us for the whole trip? Noted. I worked for a job that required a bit of travel, often an hour plus. Which isn't long, but five days a week with often over an hour to and from, overnight, kinda got old fast. Anyway, the company was supposed to pay us 50 something cents per mile from our homes to the location. We were also supposed to drive a maximum of 50 miles. That second part went out the window, first job location. After realizing they were paying most of us 300 plus dollars per week for mileage, they decided to change it. We're only going to pay you from your home to the closest location. Let's just say the next week had a less than bare minimum needed for the job, and they changed their tune real fast. It's short, but sweet. So I think what I'm gathering here is basically people stop showing up because it's not worth it. Why drive all that way if they're not even going to pay you enough to cover anything you're seriously gonna go from paying enough to make it just worth it for some people to okay we're only going to pay you absolutely the bare minimum well yeah i'm just gonna stop showing up forget it you had one thing going that was keeping me there and now you took it away so i'll just look elsewhere keep the money this next story is by love the yankees Another expense account story. I was working for a large tech company that had a co-op relationship with several colleagues. We would hire undergrads for a semester. In addition to drawing a full salary, they earned college credit. While these co-ops were responsible for their own living expenses, we agreed to pay for their travel to our site at the start of the semester and back home in the end. One year, I hired a pair of twin brothers, Jack and Joe. They drove the around 600 miles from their home in a single car and shared a hotel room en route. When they submitted their expense reports, Jack reported the hotel room and Joe claimed the car mileage. They each included the cost of their meals. Since the amounts were within the company's policy, no receipts were required. The accountants had no problem paying for the meals or Jack's hotel room, but they rejected Joe's mileage. They found a website that said the distance from joe's hometown to our city was only 535 miles clearly joe was trying to cheat the company joe came to me terrified that he was about to be fired he had a printout from google maps that showed the door-to-door distance was exactly the 602 miles he had claimed. I knew better than to argue with the accountants in HQ. I told Joe and Jack to resubmit their expense accounts, but each should claim the 535 miles and the price of the hotel room. A week later, they received their checks. I love that the company was trying to be super frugal about mileage, so they turned around and just doubled that amount. Honestly, I'm surprised if they went to the effort to verify the 600 miles, that they wouldn't have made a stink about both of them double charging the 535. But maybe whoever's just focused on the mileage and the value for that mileage and not the actual charges. Our next story is by Your Milk is Spoiled. Delivery requires $12 a minimum worth of food? No problem. This just happened, and while it's not as great as most stories I see, I thought this was just pretty funny. I have enough Pizza Hut points to feed an entire football team for free and wanted to get a pizza delivered for my lunch. The Pizza Hut is literally a mile away, but I'm working alone and can't close shop to go get it. I get to checkout, and it won't let me send through my order because it has to total at least $12 before taxes and delivery so you have to spend at least $17 to get something delivered. I just want my pizza, but I guess that's too much to ask for, cue the malicious compliance I sometimes order a half a gallon of sweet tea with my pizza, which costs $2.99, so I ordered my free Hawaiian pizza and five half gallons of sweet tea. Guess I won't have to buy any tea for a hot minute. Not too spicy, but. I thought it might give some people a laugh. Honestly, I think if there's any laughs to be had, I think Pizza Hut's getting the last laugh in this story. I think it goes without saying, any drinks that they sell at these pizza chains are almost always marked up pretty well. Even with the free pizza, they probably made money off of those five half gallons of sweet tea. This next story is by an anonymous poster. Chef wanted me, the only pastry chef on duty, to do the ice cream stand when we had a party of 30, booked for the events room. Wanted to get this story off my chest since it happened yesterday. So I'm a pastry chef at a fine dining French restaurant where I work the pastry section. Usually I'm not busy and do a mise en place for tomorrow and then closer to 9 or 10 pm I get busy with desserts. We had two event rooms where one of them had booked an ice cream trolley for which I had made the ice cream prior. I was expecting a waiter to stand at the trolley and just serve the ice cream since it's not that hard. But the head chef had other plans. I had told him earlier that I had a lot to prepare for tomorrow's service, as well as prepare 30 plus desserts for the second event's room, where all of the desserts had to leave together. He was fine with it at first, but a few hours later, he came over and told me to do the ice cream trolley anyway. I was thinking to myself, whatever, not my problem anymore, as 8.15pm struck I dropped everything at my station and strolled over to the events room and started serving ice cream. For an hour and a half, all I did was chat people up and serve amazing ice cream. When I came back, I saw a grill chef scrambling to make desserts and the head chef nowhere to be found. I went to the events kitchen and I saw the head chef struggling to make 30 desserts with the Sioux. I took a smoke break and headed home since my shift ends 10pm sharp. OP did absolutely nothing wrong, OP just complied and it turned out to be malicious. It's not OP's fault that when the head chef told them to do something else, they said, Hey, I've still got a lot to do here, it's gonna be a lot of work. They tell you disregard it, go do what I told you to do. Alright, but you're gonna be the one sinking. Our next story is by throw wait, no we won't talk to anyone except for the name on the account. This took place about 15 years ago and involved a large corporate banking entity. I forget the name of it, but for the sake of the story, let's call it Fells Wargo. It may not truly be malicious compliance, it took some creative thinking outside the box prompted by their own phrasing, you be the judge. There are important parts that come into play. One, my spouse and I were young and dumb financially. We both had bounced a few checks on our own checking accounts, they were closed a few years prior. 2. Fells Wargo offered a way to rehab your checking account history. They offered you the opportunity to pay them an additional $10 a month to have the right to have a checking account. They restricted the release of funds and made life difficult to even have a checking account, but if you played by the rules you could graduate to a traditional checking account after a year. Three. I participated in the opportunity checking and graduated my account. My spouse had lived without a checking account for a few years and wanted to try again. 4. I took my spouse to Wargo. We specifically explained their previous history and specifically asked for the crappy checking rebuilding account. We knew my spouse needed to start at the bottom. 5. The manager of the branch enters the basic information and declared there was no need for the rehab checking account. They qualified for the regular account. We asked again to be absolutely sure. Yes, no rehab needed. Here's some starter checks. Your ATM card will be in the mail in a week. Gladly took an initial cash deposit of $500. Fast forward a week. We get the ATM card. Call to activate it. Your account has been closed. Why? We determined you have bad checking history previously. We go round and round about how we covered this, disclosed it up front and asked for the checking rehab account. You'll have to go back and open that account if you want it, we can't change the account. So they're closing the account because we needed to have the rehab checking account, the one we specifically asked for and they refused. Facepalm. My spouse didn't know what to say so we got on speakerphone. I started asking questions, so will you pay the outstanding checks and refund the rest? No, we won't pay any checks, you'll be charged for return checks from your merchants. My spouse wrote 3 checks totaling less than $100, very few places accepted starter checks, they have the funds and the closed account to pay them, where's the issue? We don't do that. At this point, they became flustered. Nobody seems to ever have the funds or the audacity to demand them to pay checks written in good faith. They had no answers on how they refused the checking account we requested and would have been okay to have. They didn't think they had a responsibility to notify us the account was closed. And how dare we challenge their policy. They didn't like how I kept pointing out how there wasn't a single thing we did wrong but they think they're not responsible for the return check fees. So they decided not to talk to me any longer. They hung up, we call back, repeat. Finally, they offer this gem. We won't talk to anyone except the name on the account, click. Their only possible choice to avoid a difficult discussion where they own their mistakes was clinging to not letting someone else ask questions with the account holder's permission. They even refused to let me tell my spouse what to ask and respond to my spouse directly. Can only talk to the name on the account? Okay. So I called back. Miraculously, in 60 seconds, I now identified as a different person. Thanks for calling Fells Wargo. May I have your name? Spouse's name. Long pause. You aren't spouse's name. Sure I am. Ask me anything. Name, social security number, address, mother's maiden name, date of birth. Verified it all as the name on the account. Long pause no you aren't spouse i say why do you say that they say because you're a man wait a minute that's why you closed my account because i'm a man i'm pretty sure that's against ecoa maybe reg b laws stating discrimination on gender is illegal banks can't reference gender or other protected classes to close accounts Please hold. A manager finally comes on. We have a little back and forth about who I identify as, but seeing as how I'm not doing anything except demanding they pay checks on my spouse's account, written by my spouse with funds in their possession, there isn't much they can fight. But they finally agree to pay the three checks from the funds in the account. They didn't want to, even in the end, but the name on the account demanded it. Fallout? They had to do the right thing after wasting hours fighting it. I don't blame the employee for thinking so-and-so is not so-and-so, especially if they were the ones on the phone with OP earlier when they were saying they weren't the spouse. But if they answer all the security questions, don't they kind of have to accept it? I guess it eventually got there anyway. And our final story of the day is by WW76KH, The Grinch Who Won Christmas. The owner of the company is cheap, he'll buy himself a new plane but cheap out on the employees. He drove off our project manager with his antics. This year, I need the company card to buy a Christmas tree for their front reception area. If I don't decorate, then nobody else will either. It's been that way for years and I enjoy decorating, so no skin off my back. Normally, I would grab the card from the project manager, But this year I needed it from the owner who didn't like the idea of buying a tree, even though every year he says how much he loves the decorating. Every office purchase is an absolute haggle with him, whatever, be difficult. I have all the time in the world. No decorations have been put up, all the fake trees in town have been sold out, and every week we get closer and closer to Christmas with no decorations. Employees have asked and clients with lots of money shiny new plane in the future money have asked what happened to the decorations you guys usually do such a great job opie has a real flair for this and you guys are lucky to have her around it used to be so boring around here before she came along guess you just got told to go buy a tree me christmas may now commence to be fair it doesn't really shock me that new plane guy is being overly difficult about buying stuff like a christmas tree for decoration To me it seems like most people in those kinds of situations are very, very frugal. Even if it's something that's like relatively cheap or not necessary but just helps the experience, they'll try and fight you on it a little bit. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below.